My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Harvey Weinstein, Bob Weinstein, God bless Harvey him. Harvey Weinstein. Thank you, Harvey Weinstein. Especially Harvey, Harvey. Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, who had the guts, Before the we courage, begin, the I just commitment. want to congratulate Harvey, Harvey and his wife Georgina on the birth of their new baby boy. Harvey gave us just what we needed, another him. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 11th of October. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. Now, a quick heads up, this episode contains discussions of sexual assault and harassment, so if that's not something you're comfortable listening to, we will see you again tomorrow. Or if you find that today's episode does bring up anything for you, there is always help available at 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. This month marks five years since the global explosion of the Me Too movement. The phrase originally coined by activist Tarana Burke in the early 2000s is now, for a lot of people, indelibly linked to early October 2017, when that news broke about Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein's history of sexual assaults. We'll recap those first few weeks, cover what's happened since, and explain why Weinstein's back in the headlines today. But first, Sam, take us through the news of the day. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet has issued new flood warnings ahead of more rain expected to fall this week. Many of the areas across the state that experience flooding on the weekend remain on alert, with the New South Wales State Emergency Service issuing 108 total warnings and receiving over 3,800 requests for assistance. Moderna's COVID-19 booster vaccine that targets the original and BA1 Omicron subvariant is now available to adults across Australia. The jab was approved by the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation last month and comes after it was already introduced in the UK, Canada and US. There's some new data from independent property analyst firm CoreLogic. They've found that Australia's dwelling vacancy rates are its lowest on record. Vacancies fell to 1.1% nationally in September, with CoreLogic research analyst Caitlin Ezzi attributing the change to a mix of factors around changing lending conditions and COVID-19 uncertainty. And the good news, a bill in California that will provide children with free books up to their fifth birthday has been signed into law. The law will come into effect next year and it'll provide funding to Dolly Parton's Imagination Library program, which works to support children's reading and learning to implement the program. Zara, it feels in many ways quite a fast five years since those stories in the New York Times and the New Yorker first broke. It really was a watershed moment in our culture. And then for those stories to be followed by what felt like this global outpouring of stories on Twitter, with people using hashtag MeToo to share their experiences with sexual assault and harassment. But before we talk about that moment five years ago and the Ronan Farrow piece and Harvey Weinstein, Zara, you said the term Me Too was actually coined a lot earlier than that. Can you tell me about where it came from? 
Yeah, and this is an important point and one that perhaps isn't spoken about enough. So Tarana Burke, an activist and an organiser, she was the one who actually coined the term Me Too in 2006 and that was as a way for the black women and girls in her community in Alabama to safely share their experiences of sexual assault. And that was through a non-profit she founded called Just Be Inc., She was inspired by her own journey as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and the difficulty she experienced in being able to share her story with others. So she had really been working at a grassroots level through community organizations, as I said, in Alabama, using this phrase, me too, as a foundation for building support networks and helping black women and girls for over a decade before the viral moment actually took off. And she says today that me too is more than a moment. It's a movement and through the structure of Me Too, she continues to develop programs to help survivors of sexual assault. What I find really interesting about that incredible tale of where Me Too comes from is that it started as a local movement. How did it go from that to a global movement? And have we heard from Tarana recently about how she feels about it being adopted all over the world? Okay, so to answer that question, I think we need to look back at October 2017. Two massive stories, one by Jody Cantor and Megan Tui in the New York Times and one by Ronan Farrow in the New Yorker, they both came out within days of each other. They published credible allegations of sexual assault and harassment against Harvey Weinstein. They also alleged that Weinstein had a pattern of keeping women he'd assaulted forcibly quiet with legal settlements that involved contracts mandating that they never speak about their experience. These stories were exhaustively researched. They were broad and deep and they showed this extensive pattern of behaviour by one of, at the time, the most powerful men in the entertainment industry. Before these allegations came out, there were supercuts on YouTube of dozens of people thanking Harvey Weinstein, that same man, in their Oscar acceptance speeches. Harvey Weinstein, Bob Weinstein, God bless them. My friends at Miramax for making this film, especially Harvey and um, Harvey. Thank you for killing whoever you had to kill to get me up here today. Um, and to Harvey Weinstein, the, uh, the tough guy on the playground with the biggest heart. But in the days following those stories, more and more actors, production assistants and people working in Hollywood came forward with their stories. People like Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie shared their stories, which they'd never previously done. And as part of this momentum, actor Alyssa Milano went on Twitter and posted an image which read, Me Too, suggested by a friend. If all the women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted wrote Me Too as a status, we might give people a sense of the magnitude of the problem. And she posted this image with the caption, If you've been sexually harassed or assaulted, write Me Too as a reply to this tweet. I remember that moment really well. It was everywhere online that week and it was actually in the very early days, Zara, of you and I starting The Daily Oz. And I remember it was one of those first major global stories we tried to, to tackle and digest for our audience. It was everywhere. It was. And again, it's hard to overstate the impact of that tweet. I mean, it as you said, was everywhere. Millions of people flooded social media with their experiences of sexual assault and harassment. And pretty quickly, Tarana Burke was thrown into the spotlight because people are Googling the phrase Me Too and it's coming up with the results for her work. 
Alyssa Milano wasn't actually aware of her work when she tweeted that and Burke has since said, and I quote, the celebrities who popularized the hashtag didn't take a moment to see if there was work already being done, but they also were trying to make a larger point. I don't think it was intentional, but somehow black women still managed to get diminished or erased. I'm glad that Tarana Burke's name is part of the Me Too story now and that her important work is continuing. So if we go back to that October 2017 moment, in the months following the explosion of the hashtag Me Too, what were some of the impacts for survivors of sexual assault and for the perpetrators? Well, for survivors who we'll talk about first and foremost, the movement empowered them. It empowered lots of people to come forward with stories they'd never publicly shared before especially stories about powerful men. In October of 2017, men came forward about the actor Kevin Spacey's pattern of abusive behaviour. The following month, women came forward about stand-up comedian Louis C.K. and John Lasseter, who was the chief creative officer at Pixar. And it had the effect of reigniting cases that had stalled. There were new calls for a better investigation into R. Kelly, around whom there had been many, many allegations over, you know, as many years. He was finally arrested and charged in early 2019 and was found guilty of a series of crimes over the course of the last year and a bit. And we've covered that on The Daily Oz. And it was Harvey Weinstein's story in The New Yorker and The New York Times that kickstarted all of this. What's happened to him since then? Well, after months in hiding, as his production company collapsed and speculation mounted about how he planned to respond to the allegations against him, Weinstein turned himself into a police station in New York City in May of 2018. At that time, he was charged with assaulting two women in the early 2000s, and in the following months, he was charged with several other assaults, not just in New York City, but in LA too, which meant that he was facing two trials. In early 2020, right before the pandemic hit, Weinstein was found guilty of some of those assault charges and he was sentenced to 23 years in jail. He maintains his innocence to this day and has appealed the New York decision. And that brings us up to this week when Harvey Weinstein went into another trial, this time in LA, for a series of alleged assaults on five different women. Now, this trial will be pivotal. If he's convicted in California, he'll likely receive a life sentence in the state, even if his appeal in New York City is ultimately successful. The LA trial will start its opening arguments later this month and it'll go for eight weeks and the next round of decisions on his appeal in New York won't start until well into next year. So we're five years on from those articles about Harvey Weinstein and about 20 years on from Tarana Burke's work with the Me Too idea. And it's safe to say that we as a society have a very long way to go. We certainly do. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz today. And again, if this episode brought up something for you, you can call 1-800-RESPECT, 1-800-737-732 at any time. 